It's on. <laughs> All the sounds come out of here. <coughs> What's up? And early. Good morning. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? You're more awake than I am. What I a very slow morning, which I needed. What episode are we on? What is this? I don't know. Six? Can we check your phone, please? <laughs> <laughs> Before Speak I announce the wrong one. <coughs> Can you get all that hacking done, like, off of the S- microphone? You know what's funny? Um, when you don't answer my question, that's also really funny. Well, hold on. I'm going to... This is the, the going to answer your question. Yesterday, Libby was like, why do you make so many noises? And I was like, ah, that's a great question. Wait till you get old like me. And you'll make old man noises, too. Why is this part not <clears throat> I got something in my throat. My sinuses are bleh. Skills complex is what we did last, correct? Uh-huh. So Which it's episode up? Ron 5. Oh, yeah. January, February, March, April, May. <laughs> One a month, baby. We're doing good. Just things. like we said. We're doing great things. Today. Yeah. Ugh. How you feeling? I'm, I feel weird today. I don't why? know why. Weird. I slept really well last night. Um, like I'm getting hot already. Oh gosh. I feel great. How are you handling? <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. Me and Will had some some. Me, Will, and Kev had some nice. Uh, some nice whiskey last night. Had some girl time last night. We did. Um, we watched. Uh, we went over to Kev's house and we watched. Uh, Margie was there and Marion and um, what did we watch? Uh, Just go with it with Adam Sandler and Brooklyn Decker and Jennifer Aniston. Mm. Where he, he like they fake him like the him and Jennifer Aniston fake a divorce so he can get with Brooklyn Decker and then ends up marrying Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Nope, never. I got nothing. Great was, movie. Was it good? Okay, it was hilarious. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good movie. It's one of those like, it's a good movie. Was it like a rom com or? Kinda, kinda. But it's Adam Sandler, so like, yeah. you can only but take you it so serious. Way, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But no, it was good. It was good. a good movie. Is what it, about you? Is it new? No, 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 no. It's not new. It's been around for a while. Oh. What about you? What'd you do last night? Uh, what did I do last night? We had some friends that were in town. Um, so I and Abby came home from. Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City, God, St. Louis, STL, not SLT. Mm. Um, met the baby for the first time. Ooh, mm-hmm. baby. Malachi, baby Kai. Very nice. A little chunk. He's got cheeks that are like, he's just a chunk. Nice. He's awesome. Um, took mom to breakfast yesterday since it is Mother's Day. Happy yes. Mother's Day Shout out everybody. all the moms. Happy Mother's mm-hmm. Day, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, worked out in the morning, had breakfast. I'm giving you my whole day, even though you didn't ask for it. It's fine. Um, yeah, That's had breakfast afterwards. Want. It was very, very uh, uh, <laughs> unique day. I don't know. And then we uh, we had a celebration of life yesterday. One of our friends from high school passed away. Um, um, I heard about that. Mm-hmm. Very sorry to hear so about that. It mm. was it was tough, you know, but it's part of part of life. Unfortunate, but it it's is. part of life. So. Um, and then afterwards we had dinner, some of us, our little group from high school, um, which we're all still really close, which we were kind of talking about that last night. Um, as you grow and meet other people, I don't know if it's just like Gwinnett County in particular and the region that we're in, but like a lot of people who are out of state don't understand or can't resonate whenever I'm like, yeah, I still hang out with my high school friends. They're like, you do? What? It's just... A different dynamic, but it was good to see everybody. You know, high school, 
I don't. I there's like, a handful of people from high school. I feel like it's you and Dane. For me, that's it. Well, I mean Sloan. Oh, and Sloan, yeah. I keep forgetting Sloan goes north. I always forget that. I know. So just to north. preface, I think we already said this before, but Hamilton and I went to different high schools, but they were in the same region. Yeah. And our friends all hung out. Yeah. Ironically. Yeah, Kayla and I have known, we know a lot of the same people. Mm-hmm. Sloan knows, and Sloan obviously as well, which blows my mind that Sloan and I did not meet, each, like not know each other in that high school. That was weird too, because you, again, we were all part a of the lot same of the, group. Exactly. Yeah. Very strange. But then Dane, who's like... The, my bestie for life. Yeah, That's my guy right there. He, um, I don't even know if he listens to this shit. Dane, Probably listen to this not. podcast. Um, but he, that is the that is the greatest human on this planet. Yeah, Dane's great. I absolutely love that guy, and I mean that. He is the greatest human on this planet. It's a goofy guy. He is a goofy dude. He is such a goof. Dane, you're <laughs> such a goof, dude. I love you. I talked to him yesterday. Every time I, I think about him, I think of um. <laughs> the speeches that he makes. Just speeches in general. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> when we had to cut his speech off at my wedding, that guy. And uh, was it the... It's just because he loves. He loves so much. What was the other one? The speech? The was a, uh, rehearsal dinner. It was a... No. Where everyone just made fun of me for being fat. It was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little... <laughs> Listen, you want an insight right. into my wedding That's my wedding day? No, I thought there was something else that he just did. Did we have like... It was your birthday. Did you give a speech birthday? on my birthday? Did I don't it? know what you're talking about, bro. There was there was some another time when he gave a speech anyway, fairly recently, but it was funny. He's for those of you that <laughs> w- didn't weren't at my wedding, let me tell you how it went. Okay, <laughs> rehearsal dinner was everyone talking about how how great Hannah is and how fat I was. <laughs> I your, mean, your dad too. Fucking literally. <laughs> your dad too. My dad and my best friend <laughs> double teamed me and was like, "My son used to be so fat." And they both. They both just kept going. It they for both a long just time. Kept going. And I was like, we get it. Okay. Used to be fat. I understand. Not anymore. Okay. Not anymore. Thank goodness. And then the wedding day, greatest day of my life. That was the Happy anniversary, by the way. Day. Just came, Thank you. Just came yes, too. we just had our first. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, that was the greatest day of my life. That was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. It was, it was an awesome day. It was a great time. It was a, You were there. You were in it. I know. It was great. One of my favorite memories from the wedding, two memories. One, well, there's a lot of good times, but one of them was being up at the altar with you guys and that freaking bee. Did you know that there was a bee? Kaylin, I had, yeah, I was, no, I, I was, I was, there was, was me a little and Hannah bee. And no one else up there. There's a little bee that was going around and all of us bridesmaids were like, and it was, don't see me, don't see me. And then every time, like, I would kind of take a step back, like, my elbow would go into, like, somebody's boob, and then, like, I'd turn, and somebody else would get knocked into somebody else. And then, um, oh, God, Dane's, your flower girl, Dane's daughter. Uh, Quinn. Quinn, the f- go back and look at your videos. Go back and look at your pictures. I swear wow. on everything, your photographer had to have gotten a photo of Quinn, like, because there was one moment where I look over, and she's looking at me, and then the bee comes right here, and she goes, <laughs> <laughs> she just. And she's running around, but we're all trying to keep. We kept it cool. Hannah so said, "For Hannah, you too." Hannah said, uh, um, "Before we, before they walked out." So Quinn is Dane's daughter. She's Cute the cutest little kid be. ever, dude. She was our flower girl, and my nephew Connor was our ring bearer. And remember when Connor sprinted? <laughs> Connor just sprinted <laughs> down. It was hilarious. And mm-hmm. Quinn was like, Quinn played that role perfectly. Mm-hmm. Connor was just excited. Um, but right before they went out. Quinn was crying, and Annalise, so Dave's <laughs> wife, is like, I know, I cried the whole day. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. But Annalise was like trying to, you know, get Quinn ready and they had been practicing with her and all this stuff. And uh, Annalise was like, hey, it's it's time. Like, you got to get it together. And Hannah was like, Quinn looked at Hannah (laughs) and just like wiped the tears (laughs) from her face and went out there and nailed it. Quinn, Quinn, if you ever listen to this when you're older, when you can comprehend this, (laughs) you crushed it. You did a great job. Absolutely great job. But that was a uh, man. That wedding, dude. That was so much fun. Like, it was such a good day. That was so much fun, dude. Mm-hmm. And it was, man. What a what a great wedding. It was fun. It's crazy. It was great. You and uh, bridesmaids and groomsmen, man. It was just so much fun. It was anyway, a, it was a good group <clears throat> across yes. the board. I, I've been in some weddings where, like, you know, we're all there for mm-hmm. the couple getting married, and that's kind of it. But like, right. I've and I'm a personable person anyway but yeah. i've kept in touch with just about all the bridesmaids they're like, yeah they're I mean, all freaking great they're and half badasses. of your groomsmen i knew anyway yeah so. you, yeah my groomsmen are all they're all homies dude those are and the most of them are here i will yeah so <laughs> a lot of them, them are often here. Yeah, anyway yeah. yeah all the guys yeah. ty bowflex roby mm-hmm. kev or not kev kev would have been one kev was next in line mm-hmm. um sloan will of course mm-hmm. brian my brother-in-law dane and caleb mm-hmm. man those are you want to talk about a stout group of dudes? Those are some. Those are some wonderful guys. Um, and then Fine. Kev. Speaking of Kev, Kev's about to get married. Mm-hmm. Old Kevin Marge. In like about a month. Yep, they're getting months. married next month. In Mon- no Mon- Monroe. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Adam and Holly. These are all functional versatility athletes, by the way. Yep. Are, um, they're getting married in September. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. more functional versatility athletes are getting married in November. Victoria and Braden. They're getting married in November? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's great. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, mm-hmm. guys. I did not know that. That's mm-hmm. amazing. That is amazing. So, I'm really excited. Wow. Shout I- out all of our FV moms, too. We're filming this on Mother's Day. Yes. So, so. we love you guys. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. Y'all are awesome. Um, what do we have coming up? We have Q1, uh, the retesting. first block of training for quarter one. We're retesting next week. Mm-hmm. And then they deload and they start block two. Mm-hmm. Which uh, we're doing things a little differently in block two, doing some different tests. Um, I'm excited to see what everyone does for block one. Um, we have some athletes that are one quarter. Yes, two blocks for quarter one. Just right. to clarify, and we have some athletes competing already, starting to compete this month mm-hmm. for our people up at Fade of Glory. Mm-hmm. They're competing up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so getting them ready for on. that. So yeah, that'll be fun too. That'll be a good one because it's it's in it's in their their gym. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. It'll be a good opportunity for them to like. We're really gonna involve them and um, get them competing a lot more this year, so they can get some more exposure. Mm-hmm. So this will be a good kind of like entry segue. It's a good way mm-hmm. segue into that because they'll be in their home turf. It'll be a little less stressful, um, you know, things like that. Fun so, competitive atmosphere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in terms of our athletes, our individuals, we're just prepping them to get their season started uh, since the all the qualifying stuff are, are, is over for all of did our we, athletes. Did we touch base on our quarterfinal athletes <coughs> and how they did? Or mm-hmm. we yeah, did we, oh, no, I don't, I don't think, think we did we that. Did. I think no. it was still about to happen whenever yeah, we recorded so we last. had we checked all of our boxes this year. We did. Thank that goodness. That was awesome. Um, that was awesome. We had, we had Chris in Masters. We had Kaylee in the occupational games. Libby was in teams. Teens, teens, golly, <laughs> teens. I need the C four to kick in. Uh. Teens. Uh, Carrie Belmore also was masters. Um, we did not have. Oh, and then quarterfinals was just 
Mm-hmm. I think myself. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we've picked up a lot of like um, different athletes, mm-hmm. which is great. Like our, I guess you could say like our our demographic of athlete has broadened. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not just CrossFit athletes. Like right. you have a lot of powerlifting athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have athletes that are just doing it for general fitness. Like maintenance stuff, yeah. So where we were when we started, having such a big pool of CrossFit athletes has now kind of, at, mm-hmm. there's been some diversity added in there, mm-hmm. um, which has been cool. It's challenged us as coaches too. Um, and we're just continuing to grow, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And speaking of growth, mm. we have a, a smidge of an announcement. So our great friend, Adam Meyer, who was on the podcast for episode f- four? Three. 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 I think. That's when you were traveling. I think. Yes. Yeah. He has started a brand called he, Move. He's awesome yes we love adam adam we love you um he started a brand called move move is now officially the uh apparel supplier of functional versatility i will link adam's uh store into uh when all of our everywhere we post this video and we're gonna have some designs that will be out very soon um they've already been ordered they look really good uh, so our store link, we'll post that on social media once it's out and then we'll go from there. Isn't it cool how things just fall into place? Listen, th- this guy, this, Adam has such a talent well, for this stuff, man. He does. And I don't, we've been, I say we, you've been trying to work on this apparel for a long time. People have been yes. asking about it. I also know if y'all haven't caught on by now, very particular team we mm. have here. So it's yeah. not exactly the fact that we just want to throw <coughs> anything on a t-shirt and call it a day. Like we wanted to make sure that it looks good and it's quality and it's representative of what we're trying to portray. And we've been holding off on ordering or producing or anything like that. So the fact that Adam has crossed our paths, it's been, been great. Freaking awesome. Well, and like we're a small operation, like it's just Caitlin right. and I, so our time is limited. I mean, we, there are our resources limited. Oh, and Hannah. And Hannah. <laughs> yeah. She's been on board. Hannah's, yeah, Hannah. Just she's been on board. Hannah she's now officially is very, hired. very pregnant. She's been. She's big old um, pregs. But so she's had a little bit of. Uh, she, uh, but she's like officially hired. So she plays like a role. So there is three of us now officially, mm-hmm. but Hannah's always been. She's I mean, it's our company. Scenes, yeah. yeah. So like Hannah's definitely been a vital, vital key role in yeah. the success that we've had. Yeah. We honestly wouldn't have <laughs> what we have without <laughs> Hannah, period. <laughs> So I hate that we even have to be like official versus not official. I know she's always been official. She's always been official. Yeah, yeah. Not only is she the greatest wife ever, she's going to be the greatest mom ever. But she's also just the greatest person ever. So, babe, I love you so much. I love you too. Yeah, (laughs) we love you so much. Yeah, (laughs) Hannah's the bomb. dot com. She's like, in terms of like organization and admin and like management, um, management. She's dude. She's the greatest. I don't think there's anybody better. But I agree. So anyway, um, we'll have that announcement with official announcement with Move probably um, by the end of the month. And then we'll have a store online where you guys can go and purchase stuff finally. Yeah, it's just been and we're sorry for the delays. It's just unfortunately with Caitlin and I's careers are both taking off, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, So functional versatility is also growing. So we're trying to manage everything. But Hannah has been a she's had a huge help in Mm -hmm. getting all that stuff organized. So. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, for the meat, the meat of the podcast today. So today we are going to be discussing, um, 
the athlete mentality pertaining i mean you could say on like a broad scale for competitive athletes in general um but we're going to obviously talk about how it relates specifically to crossfit functional fitness and then we're going to speak on the psychology of coaching Mm -hmm. so it's going to be a lot on psychology today Mm -hmm. um which is one of caitlin's strong suits and uh she is very very in tune with that you do a very good job um she's a she's a She's like our the functional versatility sports therapist. Uh, unofficial. Unofficial. I'm not licensed. I'm not. <laughs> I don't we have a degree in this. I don't have preference by saying. Yeah, that. I don't have any of the official titles, the legal titles. Go ahead right. and just start. She has a knack. With that she has a big um, old knack for it. I'm just kind of decent at it. Well, let me ask you this. <clears throat> so, to kind of paint the picture clearly, God, I was burping so much. Sorry, guys. Quality, quality content right here. I love how he's <coughs> there. You go. He excuse <laughs> me. Was <perfect laughs> <laughs> it called ASMR? <laughs> that. <laughs> anyway, more importantly, more importantly. <clears throat> so to paint a picture clearly, Caitlin is. Uh, she has this ability to resonate with athletes mentally. So <clears throat> whether it be um, positive encouragement, direction. Uh, explanation whatever it is you do a really good job resonating with athletes where athletes can relate to you and really comprehend what you're saying which is not always easy because athletes are different right Mm -hmm. so what i guess to make to kind of kick off the conversation what what do you think led you to have such like a way to connect with athletes if that makes sense um, do you think it was like you being an athlete in the past? Like, what do you think kind of led you here? I. So we'll start by saying in kindergarten, mm. <laughs> bear, bear with me, bear with me. And you had the career day, right? Or ele- yeah. elementary school. Mm-hmm. And you had career day and they would say, okay, what do you want to do? Be when you grow up and you have this little list and you have the three or four <laughs> things that you want to be. And then we had a career day. I'll never forget in kindergarten. And I wanted to be a teacher. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. I wanted wow. to be a teacher. I wanted to be a teacher up through high school, and I had I took a uh, a course, I forgot what it's called, but I would I left school my senior year to go like assist at a local elementary school, mm-hmm. um, and I loved it. I've always had a knack for kids and like guidance and leading. My mom and my dad will probably tell you that I was a brat <laughs> growing up because of the like on the soccer field, for example. Like, I was very much bossy, I guess is the right word. Uh. Um, not a brat, wrong B word, <laughs> but um, maybe a brat too, but nah. I was bossy. Nah. And I was, I kind of would take control and I stuck up for people in different ways. And that's always just kind of been in, like, inside mm-hmm. me. Um, so it wasn't necessarily a specific instance or situation that, like, sparked that for me. Um, God wired you that way. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just kind of was like, all right. Who can I boss today? <laughs> like, Honestly, though, like, I, it, it's so true because I really feel like it really does come natural for you. Yeah. Like, it's very organic. I, I agree. Yeah. It's weird because, like, I'll hear, I'll listen to podcasts of other coaches or I have a, a poll for certain coaches, um, Amy Everett from Catalyst Athletics. Mm-hmm. I, if she ever hears this, I adore you. Like, <laughs> the coaching style, the way she communicates to her athletes, the respect and the relationship that she mm-hmm. has with her athletes, new, old different abilities different ages like i 
hold her on this pedestal. Yeah. Um, and she's honest and she's true and she's organic. Like, and this is just something that she's good at. She just happens to be good at it. Right. Doesn't mean she doesn't work hard at it, um, and perfecting the craft that she's learned that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, just when it comes to communication, it's just not, it's never been super hard for me to pick up on. I think more so because I, I receive messages a certain way. And I'm very, I had a friend of mine tell me I'm very um, emotionally intellectual, like I've internally. So I'm very aware of the energy and the messages that I'm giving off. So mm-hmm. I expect other people to need to receive that too. Yeah. Um, so when I just, th- every interaction that I have with somebody, whether it's in the gym, on the field, I'm always thinking about how people are interacting and how messages are received. So I don't, in communicating, I don't know if it's, the fact that I did or did not have a lack of communication growing up. I don't know if there, again, are certain things that led me to kind of yeah, want to be better at it, but yeah, it's just yeah. kind of always been there for me. Well, let me ask you this. So to give kind of some background, mm-hmm. give, give the listeners some insight into like what you've coached. Cause I want that to kind of be the foundation of the conversation of like your history of how you develop okay. this ability. Um, just like I guess in general. Yeah, yeah. Coach. Like like so what like what you've coached all the sports. Name them. Okay. Um. Obviously, I mean, soccer. When I played it, I was mm-hmm. helping my teammates. I guess. Um. I've coached rugby. I've coached my teammates in rugby through like strength and conditioning. I wouldn't right. say it was officially right. Like you know, but it's strength and conditioning. Um. I've coached the LFL. Um. I've coached professional lacrosse that players. That is laundry football league, by the way. Legends football league, but I was a tackling coach for the Atlanta team. Um. For, it was short-lived, but made some great connections, and the girls were great. Just saying. <laughs> Not many people have done that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, um, I'm trying to think. I've worked with collegiate soccer players. I've worked with a collegiate tennis player. Lacrosse team. Um, a, yeah, a local lacrosse team. Twi- I've worked with two high school two, lacrosse teams. Yeah, two teams. Um, Technically three. Mm-hmm. I've worked with power lifters. I've worked with some football players. Um, you see what I mean? You see what I mean, guys? <laughs> well, I mean, so let me ask you, like, do you feel like that – Having such a diverse background in these sports, and you being challenged, mm-hmm. your your this ability you have mm-hmm. has been challenged, obviously with so much diversity. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's kind of what built? Do you feel like that? How am I trying to word this? Do you think that is what that's led added your, to? Well, do you think that's what's like led you to have such like a, a such like a y- tangible? Uh, yes. It, so communication is communication. <clears throat> Yeah. doesn't matter if you're football, lacrosse, if you are CrossFit, if you're marathon runner, like communicate communication is communication. So for me it was I, I get excited learning about the sport that I'm having to work with specifically mm-hmm. and how I can relay those messages of this new sport or of this new verbiage that I have right. to work with. So like I think those reps have helped me. Um, become more comfortable in the diversity of things and it's just a little library that I'm putting away so like Mm -hmm. I know um, again just like simple terminology of the field for lacrosse right like attack versus long pull or like deep midi or defense Mm -hmm. little things like that which don't necessarily make a huge difference but they can allow me to resonate with somebody and catch their attention earlier than later Um, especially not Not being directly involved with the Correct. sport, you being able to speak that language Correct. definitely helps, right? Right, and it's it's credibility too. Like, right, anybody exactly. can anybody can be a speed and agility coach. Mm-hmm. Anybody can have a ladder and cones and just say run really fast and don't right. let your hips cross or don't let your feet get fucked up. Which like, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But it's also not <coughs> specific and it doesn't hold any kind of credibility. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm with you there. So it's like, which unfortunately in our industry, yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like how something from a, I guess, a humanistic perspective. Um, how do I? How do I? When you're emotionally involved with something, mm-hmm. when there's an emotional attachment to a memory, you remember it, right? right. So, me, I make it's, it's an ongoing joke, but I say once you meet me, you can't get rid of me, or this you won't forget me. This is living proof. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like w- your f- your first interaction makes all the difference. That mm-hmm. first impression means everything. So if I can catch your attention and have you intrigued from the beginning, which you do a very very good job of that. <laughs> you really do. Thank you. I mean, I've seen it. Like you meeting new people, like you definitely you're someone that like sticks with people. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's um but it's also reading the room. Yeah. Um Hannah, for example. I will never forget the first time I met Hannah. We were here. And Hannah is beautiful. She's got RBF. As do I. Mm-hmm. So I had heard a lot about her, like and I was pumped to meet her because I adore you. Yeah, and I knew right, that right. like she was going <clears> to <throat> be just this incredible, is this incredible person. So when I first met her, her demeanor was very much like overwhelmed, intimidated, just <clears> kind of <throat> not sure how to read the room. And she's just, she's observing. That's yeah, the yeah. best word. Right, right, yeah. So I remember walking over to her <laughs> and I think, I think I gave her a hug off the rip or I, I saw Ooh, or something. I, I, don't, not like I don't think I did. I think I wanted to, but I, I made a very quick interaction. Like I walked yeah. over, I was like, "Hi, I'm Caitlin." Like da da da, and just her reaction. I was like, "Okay, she's not on that level yet. Got it." <laughs> and it's, I I probably said something like, "Well, we're here to stay," or something that was super uncomfortable. But then now we're like, we're besties. But, yeah, yeah. Um, that probably wasn't the best interaction that I should use as an example. But um, <laughs> well, Hannah's Hannah's pretty introverted. Yeah. She is, ironically, which is kind of yeah. funny. Which is funny because like she's so, like. I don't. She she's she's such she's a outgoing. nice person. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just funny. I don't know. I forgot why I brought that up. But um, <clears throat> reading the room and knowing how to approach people. So it's like body language too. If I yeah. see a new member, for example, or a new kid on the field, or someone who's new to weight training, like, and they're standing with their arms crossed. Oh yeah, you and I have talked about this. You body language. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you say and I that. I was waiting for you to say something. If yep. anybody has been in my class and they cross their arms, there's a chance that I've walked over to you and very lightly tapped your arms and said, "Put your arms down." Yeah. And that comes from college. Mm-hmm. I remember playing rugby and looking around and seeing the other team, like bending over, looking tired. I was just fucking tired. Ooh, looking tired. I'll talk about that whenever. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah note, whenever yeah. we talk about mentality. Um, yeah, looking tired, and I, despite being exhausted, I felt like a little bit of energy come over me, like a little bit of power mm-hmm. and confidence. Like, okay, if they're tired. I can, I can like nut up type right. thing. So if you see somebody with little things like their arms crossed, doesn't always mean this, but they could be closed off, they could be mm-hmm. uncomfortable, they could be reserved, they could be unapproachable. Right. That's the vibe they're giving off, even though that might not be true. Yeah. <clears throat> so you just people aren't aware of that kind of. Well, stuff. you and I have talked about this, like as a coach, mm-hmm. having your arms crossed. Yeah. Immediately your- is like okay. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 Sometimes yeah. I cross my arms. Every and now some and then. people don't think about that. They like don't. Some people will still walk up and talk to you, but for some, like if they see that, that's mm-hmm. like a, that's a, that's language a of being sign. like, yeah. I'll yeah. excuse me. I've I I'll cross my arms when my athletes are competing, like when they're working mm-hmm. and they're not directly looking at me for assurance or anything like that. I try and make a conscious effort um, every time I'm if I'm coaching to uh, to not cross my arms. Right. Just that way, it's like you have the approachability. Habit, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. open. 
Well, um, but to circle back, yeah, just communication. I don't think there was one specific situation. Well, so let's let's do this. When we like so when I'm talking about no no no, well, I kind of wanted them to get an idea of like why you are the way you are. Yeah. Um. So with coaching and psychology, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the mentality of an athlete is vital to their performance. Mm-hmm. And some people, it's natural. Correct. Like I would even say for me, my my mentality was has I've always had that competitiveness like I've always right. wanted to do well I've always wanted to win um but it definitely had to be trained and and developed over time because it wasn't always like that like I like right it's it's funny man I say this uh I was talking to Will about this the other day like I feel like if I could go back and tell myself as like in high school being right. like, this is what you need to do to have a stronger mindset. Like I so would, because I looking back at it, I'm like, man, for lack of a better term, I felt like I, I had, I had like weakness mm-hmm. in my thinking mm-hmm. and I feel like CrossFit really, and this is a testament to all the coaches I've had because they've all, you know, helped me along the way right. with that. Molded you. Um, and we'll talk about the, like the actual, like what kind of mentality you should all have right. more specific we'll to there. CrossFit. We'll get there in a minute. But, um, the psycholo- the psychological aspect is very important because you have to have a trained mind in order to succeed physically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. What challenges do you feel like you've encountered in athletes in general when it comes to their psychology? Because um, I feel like it's going to be case by case, right? It, it is. It like there's some is. themes that are across the board and there's some that are specific right. to the individual athlete. Um, I, I would say the biggest, the, the reoccurring hurdle that I get with most athletes is their inability to regulate their emotions game day. Mm. Ooh. Inability that's a good point. Inability to regulate their like emotions the nervousness, game day. The, yeah. the inability to Anxiety. regulate their emotions go time, right? Like so even just for for, I wouldn't even say... And again, let me preface or rephrase. Game day is not necessarily just competition. It can be your max week. It could be a a, yeah. a specific test, a test that you have to right. do. Right. Any mm-hmm. kind of test. So, um, and and <laughs> there's so many things that play a role as to how you perform. So it's mentally, right? Mm-hmm. It's doubt. It's doubting yourself. It's your confidence. Do you think you're ready? Do you think you're not? Um, the stimulation from the crowd or the noise if you're in competition or lack of or crowd. lack of yeah, yeah. like very isolated versus under versus overstimulated um, external sources. Right. So it's unfortunately sometimes you can sit there and talk with people through it and like you can have that conversation and well, yeah, yeah. So like what would be your protocol if you had an athlete that was do both sides of the spectrum? Like if you had an athlete that has crazy anxiety on game day. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody that I've worked with specifically um, that I can give. So, okay. I'm giving you their consent to talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sign up with us. It's um, in the contract. Right. Um, <clears throat> really, ironically, it's it's breath work, which kind of comes from soccer in college. Parasympathetic breathing, it baby. Is. So that is, that is so key. I'm so glad you said I that. I will never forget there. I don't know why I thought this. I don't, and I'm sure I heard it somewhere. I mm-hmm. can't quote where I heard it or when I heard it. But some of the girls on the rugby team, for example, they'll get the wind knocked out of them tough hit it happens mm-hmm. and you freak the fuck out you're like i can't breathe yeah right and so i remember looking at one of my girls and saying when i was playing i wasn't coaching it and i said once you're once you get your breathing under control everything else will work itself out yeah everything will fall mm-hmm. where it should 
So don't worry about the, like the ambulance. Don't worry about the AT. Don't worry about your friends. Like just worry on what you are capable of doing in this exact moment. Right. Which that term also can be applied for game day, knowing your capability. But like just focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to look at your plate and see how full it is and yeah. then freak out. But if you focus on the one thing, the rest isn't going away. Mm-hmm. But you can't even go to the others until you fucking. It's breathe. almost like the singularity is calming. Correct. I see what you mean. Right. Yeah. Like, just, st- I don't know, your judgment. It's almost like a distraction. Correct. Yeah. Like, just control the controllables, and all you can do right now is focus on breathing. So, I would honestly say, and I feel like you would agree, that breathing techniques are almost like the way you regulate your nervous system. It is. It's right? directly affected. Yeah. So, like, extreme stimulation or anxiety or something that is, which is your body is working to deal with that. So mm-hmm. that's energy expended, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> we use parasympathetic breathing techniques. Real quick, just so this is an accountability thing. Chiropractor, Kyle Petrina, we're going to have you on at some point and we're going to have a conversation about this. Continue. Yes. That's, I'm, this is an executive decision. I just thought about it. Cool. Continue. Kyle, <laughs> you're going to be on the show at be some on, point. Yeah, yes. On standby, dude. Um. So, but yeah, that's like, nervous system obviously is the battery, your body's battery, mm-hmm. right? So the breathing techniques are definitely a great way to deal with mm-hmm. like anxiety. And it's just, it's reps, right? So you and I both you have, have to train it. Right. Exactly. So like you and yeah. I both have prescribed and integrated parasympathetic, parasympathetic breathing with our athletes, mm-hmm. not necessarily because they're gearing up for game day, but just to have the confidence and the comfortability and the habit of well, it's also a without, tool for without even like having to think about it. Well, it's a tool for recovery too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I, I was introduced, I was introduced to parasympathetic breathing by Kyle Ruth, mm-hmm. and there's you know there's different uh, Rim Hoff, right? Or how do I say? I feel like I say it wrong, but like breathing techniques, the uh, basically like a way to to maximize your nervous system, right? And like contrast or contrast showering, like temperature, body temperature regulation, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. All that stuff does play like. It can help you train your ability to control your anxiety. Correct. And like your heart rate. Correct. And your breathing and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's a, uh, people forget that, I th- believe your lungs are a muscle. Uh, well, right? yeah. They're, right? I mean, I'm just yes. confirming. We train them yeah, aerobically yeah, yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah. So, so I'll, I had an athlete one, one time and say, I don't want to just like breathe. Like I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Which he wasn't trying to be rude, but he's like, what's the point of this? And I yeah. said, it's a muscle. You have to train it. Yeah. And he and I, that's why I backtracked. I was like, did I say that wrong to him? No, no, but no. it I mean, works. Like, your, but it it's, but it it's, works. It's a piece of your aerobic system. Yeah, and as work. he w- that being able to resonate with him because I knew that he was very focused on the musculature endurance mm-hmm. and focus of working out in general. So I was like, it's a muscle you have to train it. Yeah, it's your cardiovascular system mm-hmm. too. I mean, it's it's something that's it. utilized. Yeah. Well, so yeah. do you think? So like an so still talking about like athletes that deal with. So I'm trying to think like how this would benefit listeners, right? So obviously, so parasympathetic breathing. Let's 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 wrap this. We'll tie a bow on it, and then we'll move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. So parasympathetic breathing, for example, um, and we're not experts on this at all. Correct. I just know what yeah. works through experience. But we'll say like five minutes of a, a three, 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 three. A th- yeah, we'll we'll keep it simple across the board. We'll say three, five, three, five, mm-hmm. right? Or five, three, five, three. I think mm-hmm. it's a better way. So you would do a five-second inhale, mm-hmm. three-second hold, five-second exhale, three-second hold. 
we typically recommend doing this where you are like laying down, your legs can be elevated, like a very relaxed position, right? Very passive kind of movement. What this does is <clears throat> it distracts your mind, one, because you're focusing on obviously counting your breathing. Um, and then it is very calming for the nervous system. So like mm-hmm. I used to do that prior to competitions because it would, that's the only way I could have any kind of peace. Mm-hmm. until that first event is done. Mm-hmm. Like once the first event is done, I'm not nearly as nervous, right. which I think that's pretty common, right? Right, I agree. At least in CrossFit. Um, unless there's one event that's just like terrible, right. that you know. But that was always a great way for me because I always had game day anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like still even, I mean, even before workouts in the freaking class, mm-hmm. I get, like I get anxious sometimes. But that's like a great tool that you can utilize, you know, and that's not, I guess that's not as much like psychological. Mm-hmm. There's more of like a physical way to deal with it. But, but it helps tying with the psychological. It, exactly. Yeah, it, it tying, tying the two together, it's going to help calm your mind. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a very like uh, hands-on way to mm-hmm. deal with your, your game day anxiety. Mm-hmm. So next thing, what do you think about like visualization? Like is that a tool that you use yeah. with your athletes? Imagery, yes. Ela- el- elaborate on that. So... It's very easy just if you take a step back out out of the gym world, like we focus on the negative mm-hmm. often. Like you could have 10 compliments and one bad one and you only hear that one, right? And that's that's so true. The same thing occurs for most people with training. They mm. see they see and they picture the one thing that they did, did wrong and they get fixated on it or mm. the six things they did wrong, which when it comes to Olympic lifting, that happens all the time because it's such a technical movement, both the clean and jerk and it's the um, snatch. So, well, and we have a lot of complex movements outside of that back squat. Specifically in CrossFit, yeah. Yeah, like everything you do is complex for the most part. Right. Um, So, I just lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, gosh. This happens sometimes. Visualization. Oh, yeah, imagery. So, before, (laughs) literally, that was just like a squirrel. (laughs) But there's no squirrel in here. Like, anyway. It's okay. We're good now. So, with the imagery, a lot of times what I'll do, and you've heard me say this, is if, let's say, Libby or let's say Chris or somebody Mm -hmm. they're about to walk up to the bar Chris is our master's athlete Mm -hmm. Libby's our teen athlete yes so if they if I know there's something that they have been fixated on or we've been working hard on before they even approach the bar or walk up I will have them say I'll look at them and say if you were watching yourself from where I'm standing close your eyes and imagine a flawless lift Mm. what do you want that to look like and they'll kind of just look at me I'm like why do I see the whites of your eyes close your eyes Mm -hmm. and imagine it like And if you can put yourself there, you might still fail it, right? But you're going into it the with the mindset of success yeah. versus failure. Oh, okay. Right? Interesting. So, and it's also like reading the athlete. Mm-hmm. Kaylee, for example, whenever she had her overhead, her snatched overhead squat complex. I remember We that. did that not too long ago. I got so Very hyped cool from moment. that. Yeah, Very because. Cool it's been a, a long uphill battle mentally with her, and she's come such a long way. Mm-hmm. So before she walked up to that the bar, and she failed it before she got that twice. Yeah. And she was about to walk up, and I said, imagine yourself doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. What do you want it to look like? What do you expect of yourself? And she got into that mindset, and she failed it. But when she backed off, she looked at me, she was like, I have this. I got wow. it. Wow. And that's, if you know, she's come a long way. So like that it like kind of chokes me up now thinking about yeah, it. because. She she her first thought was i got this after a fail n- not oh, i can't do this fuck yeah yeah and that's it's which a is small a very thing, easy hole to fall into yeah, yeah. like 
this negativity spirals. Yeah, it does, sure. and it's 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 very hard. Or I guess to, negative thoughts. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's very hard to get out of that fixation, mm-hmm. which I do it too. You do it. Everybody does. God, yeah. Especially if you're if you've trained so hard on something for so long and it just doesn't go your way, you're like, what the fuck? Why yeah. can't this? Why is this not working? Right. But if you just keep chipping away at it, focus on the good things, doesn't mean that you're taking away from the focus of what you've been trying to work on, but it alleviates that negativity in your brain and it turns it from failure to possible success. Right. And all you need is that possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I took, I don't know if people know, I don't know if people know this. I think you may know this. I got, I had minored in coaching psychology or sorry, coaching, coaching excuse me. I minored in coaching, coaching psychology was one of my classes and was taught by one mm-hmm. of my coaching idols, Trey Burdett. Dude one of the best <laughs> just general and not even he coaches he owns white belt crossfit in chattanooga so if you're ever up there please go check him out him and his wife me are great mm-hmm. um i don't even know if trey realizes the impact that he had on right. me um but that dude just is such a good coach a lot of his backgrounds in baseball but he got into crossfit and he's phenomenal mm-hmm. um he that guy like is just incredible anyway trey you're great um He's huge on visualization. Mm-hmm. Huge. It's crazy. And I think that, like, there, because, and, and there are, like, there's a curriculum for it that's taught in school, obviously, but a lot of it is, like, I do it before competitions. Um, I think about the event and I run the event through my head. Mm-hmm. And that can really benefit you right. and almost help you kind of, at least for some, will probably give you some ease. Yeah. Um, because you've already ran through it mm-hmm. in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you lift and you and you fail a lift, you now know what that weight feels like, right? So it's kind of like it get, it kind of eases the stress a little bit because there's familiarity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good technique you can utilize too. Like if you're prior to a competition or something like that, if you can run yourself mentally through the, through right. an event, mm-hmm. it could benefit you for that event because mm-hmm. it's almost like mentally preparing you small tools that i've implemented <coughs> i we're kind of crossing parasympathetic breathing with imagery is that if i'm a very visual person anyway like that's whenever someone's explaining a concept to me in my head for whatever reason it's like a, an image like mm. and it's always been that way so if you were just learning how to parasympathetic breathe and becoming comfortable with hearing yourself breathe which a lot of people don't have that mm-hmm. and like picture your lungs in your oh, head yeah, yeah. and watch them expand and release and expand. And there that you trains your mind how to imagine right. things too, obviously in a realistic way. Yeah. Um, but learning little tips and tricks of, you know, utilizing the brain and how it can correlate with the body is super beneficial. Right. So tools you can utilize, you know me, I'm a checklist person. <laughs> so, um, parasympathetic breathing, mm-hmm. obviously great. Mm-hmm. Calming the mind and the nervous system, uh, visualization, Mm-hmm. Very good. And visualization can be done the night before, can be done before the event. Right. Um, <clears throat> definitely something you have to train yourself to do, but can very much help. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what are your thoughts on positive, negative reinforcement? Um, it's person to person. Explain. What do you have more success with? What do you have less success with? Um, I have more success with positive reinforcement. And that Bingo. does not mean it's always rainbows and butterflies. Sure. Right? Like you are giving something for the outcome that you want versus taking something away for the outcome you want. That's the way I've always looked at it. What do you mean? So for example, I would think about uh, running sprints in college Mm -hmm. or in high school, right? If someone does something wrong, a negative reinforcement would be taking the person who screwed up off the field or making them run by themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Positive, in my opinion, would be adding something, a drill for them to do that would correlate with the entire team versus isolating them and taking them out. Psychologically punishment, speaking. Punishment versus giving them a tool to correct, succeed. Correct. I I, that, don't <clears throat> quote me on that. <laughs> that is not by the book. That's just the way that my brain yeah. sees it. So it could be incorrect from the terminology, but that's just the way my brain sees it. So for positive reinforcement is giving the feedback. Mm-hmm. Feedback sometimes means silence with the intention that the athlete can think about what they're doing. Dude, I struggle with this so much. Mm-hmm. You know this. I like, know. I'm so, <laughs> it's one thing. So I, I, here's what I would say. I would say Caitlin and I do, the reason you and I are paired so well together, because I feel like your strength is coaching. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my strength is programming. Correct. And I've been coaching for, I've been coaching CrossFit since 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, September 2011, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Yeah. Um, and I still feel like I struggle. Like, it's mm-hmm. – and, and I'm pretty sure every coach will tell you that you're never there. Like, there's no such thing oh, as, yeah. like, a perfect coach, Correct, right? Correct, yeah. Um, but even, like – so, for example, like, Libby. Mm-hmm. Libby is a teenager. Mm-hmm. That is new territory for me, dude. <laughs> Brand new territory <laughs> for me. And she's – and she's, like – She's very mature for her age, um, in, so, in some six, aspects of being a, an athlete. She's a teenage high school girl. Exactly. That's all you yes. have to say. Everybody will understand. There you go. <laughs> and it's new for me. So, like for example, she had some hiccups in quarter in her qualifiers mm-hmm. for for the um, for quarterfinals or age mm-hmm. group qualifiers. Excuse me. And I was like, "How?" I called you. Yeah. And I was like, "Kaylin, I don't know what to do." Talk about that. I don't I know just, what to I do you, you because call, you talk to her. <laughs> because I was like, "Dude, I don't know because." So for me personally, and again, this is me going back to Trey. Trey, when we were taught in our coaching minor, because Trey taught a lot of my classics, because I should have said this, he's a, he was a professor at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, positive reinforcement all the way. Right. Like Trey had really bad experiences with coaches um, in his past with negative reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And negative reinforcement was very, way more common back in the yeah. day. Because that's just what people did. Right. And just like anything, when there's more information, there's more science, time goes by, you there's there's you learn and mm-hmm. you learn there's better ways to do things, right. right? And positive reinforcement scientifically and statistically has more success right. than negative reinforcement. Um and I feel like I kind of fall I I used to fall into that big time. Like I mm-hmm. used to talk mad shit to myself. Mm-hmm. Um and then once I changed that, and Kyle Ruth had a big hand in this too. Um, changing it to positive affirmation of like, okay, instead of like, let's just say, for example, in the middle of the workout, it's not like, don't be a bitch. Don't be a, don't be a pussy. Don't do this. Right. Like, come on, fucking man up. Like to me that I'm going to try and put my thoughts into words here. This is probably not going to make sense, but to, to me, that's, that's you saying, that's you saying you're a piece of shit. Fix it. Right. As opposed to saying, what you're feeling you're, doesn't matter. as opposed to saying, you're working hard. Right. Keep going mm-hmm. and push yourself. Right. And so. Small changes of don't be a pussy <clears throat> versus one more rep. Keep going. Right. So like, mm-hmm. and you think now it may seem silly, but like, it but it's, 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 it makes a world of difference mm-hmm. because immediately when you start talking shit to yourself, it seems like you're doing bad. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Right. right? Um, it's just, and I'll talk about this a little bit more when we get into the mentality side of things, but it's almost like, um, I don't know. To me, that just to me that resonated more 
and I feel like I try and huge component. Well, and I sell like I and I feel like we, you and I both, teach more the positive side to our athletes. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like there's just it's just it's better. Mm-hmm. You're not you're you're not putting them in this bad headspace. Right. Right. I agree. Because I just feel and, and some and dude, listen, people may disagree with me, and that's fine. If negative reinforcement works for you, that's great. Do it. It's it's also crazy, like just reinforcement in general, what people respond to so Mm -hmm. for example you and hannah like the 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 crowd giving you energy and hearing your name and hearing people like cheer you on gets you going not me the see that's crazy dude yeah i do so much better in front of people i i remember my first high school soccer game and i hated it because i was focused on the crowd i was like i don't don't care that people are here like why do i hear my name right it's taking away from my focus of the ball yeah like and i will never forget that like i don't i think one of the first times I was working out and you were like, come on, Caitlin, keep going. And I probably looked at you like, shut the fuck up. What do you shut your mouth? Like, I don't care that you look at me. Like, I know you're going to, people are going to look at me while I'm training. That's part of the the environment. But I don't want to hear my name. Yeah. I just, I, I think I said something before. It was like, you're not going to care more than I do about my performance. Mm -hmm. And that's just an internal drive that I have. And that's, I think we can kind of segue into the next component of, mentality and like the dog eat dog mentality versus just kind of I don't want to say cruising but like Mm -hmm. I would consider myself a cruising athlete which doesn't mean that I'm just kind of like bopping along but I I don't have this like fucking grit that Mm. you and Hannah and like other people here have Mm. that's something you're born with I agree with that um I, I, I do feel like they're they're I don't know if it's born with it's just like the uh it's innate. It's in you. It, you're, it's, it fosters in, in the environment you're brought up in. Right. Yeah. And it's also like, for example, soccer growing up. Mm-hmm. If we had a region championship game or some big game and we lost, like, you won't see me cry. Crying. Yeah. Like, you, right. it's not, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it, I'm not emotionally, I'm emotionally invested, but I look at that loss as, okay, back to the drawing board. I think one of the hardest things, I'm glad you mentioned this. I think one of the hardest things as an athlete is to looking at the big picture versus the small picture, mm-hmm. right? Because you look at it in the, as the big picture, yeah. Um, which is a very mature thing, right? Yeah. And it's hard to do because mm-hmm. it's there's emotion involved in sports and training. There is. Yeah. Whether you, you say there is or not. You have to want to be there. Yes. yes. There's, emotions play a huge part. Right. Especially in the psychological aspect. Um, and it's hard for athletes to get hyper-focused on mm-hmm. a loss. Mm-hmm. And some people, and I mean, we can dive so deep into this, yeah. but some people will use it as motivation. Some people will take it in the very wrong direction. Some people learn from it. Mm-hmm. You know, it really just depends. But I think the answer to that would be to learn. Yeah. Learn and grow, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's very hard, especially when the emotions are involved, to take a bad event or a loss or something like that. Um and not do what you do, mm-hmm. where you go back to the drawing board. Yeah, and that's not, I want to go ahead and say that, that's not to say that if you do become emotionally riled up after a hard loss, that you're lesser than. Like no, if, definitely like, okay I just to go do ahead. that. I didn't think that it would be definitely taken the wrong okay way, to but do that. I Which is what never, I do. I do that. Yeah, you get Because really I'm an emotional person anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's just, and I have also can say I've never put my blood, sweat, and tears into something so much that, like, my entire livelihood like road on that line right. you know what i mean like professional athletes or mm-hmm. something of that nature um it's just never been it for me but i think now that I'm, my wheels are turning i think that comes from 
me knowing my capability as an athlete pretty early on. Yeah. Um, well, you've been in sports forever. Since I was four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally forever. So, yeah, so have I. Yeah, same thing. S- backtrack for a second. I When I was playing soccer in high school, I well, late middle school into high school, I kept getting injured. Hamstring injuries, glute injuries. Uh, sprained my Achilles tendon, so it Fast was like. Fast forward to today, same shit. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Um, and I was constantly getting injured, so I was going to PT. And as mm-hmm. a you know, preteen teenager, you'd put in the work, but I mean, you're still wanting to like go hang out with your friends and do all these things. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. because I was injured and because I was constantly off of the field, I w- that was time taken away from me dedicating time to perfecting my craft, right? right. And wanting to go wherever I wanted to go. I loved soccer, but I wasn't in love with it. Like, I didn't, I never had, I don't know. I kind of wanted to play college, but it wasn't like a, I wasn't fixated on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so I think it came to realization for me that I'm good. I'm really good, but I'm not great. Mm. Interesting. And I know my parents, my dad specifically, really, really wanted, I mean, I played, I traveled a good bit with soccer. Mm -hmm. Like, I had potential. But some people have it, some people don't. Yeah. And I'm happy that I realized that early because I think it's kind of, I don't know, led the path for my way of thinking today. But it's like knowing your capability, being realistic with yourself and being too hopeful Mm. and beating yourself into the ground. Because like I'm sure you've seen parents who are like, my kid's going to go be great. They're going to go. Oh, they're out there. And it's like this isn't to say that your kid isn't good and can't have fun. But they just don't have it. Well, I think at the end of the day, like the we the reason we do these sports and these things because we like to do them. Yeah, we we are we want to be there. When the fun is taken out, yeah, then it's like the motivation gra- like drastically drops. Right, right, and it's because you want it to be fun. Right, you want it to be fun. Now, and no matter what you do, whatever sport, there's going to be parts of it that are not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So, circling back, um. Yeah, I feel like I I feel like I know the answer to this already. But you're you're mainly it, like it's positive reinforcement. Yeah, same. Correct. Same yeah. here. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to. I'm just not that. And again, it does. Of course, it boils down to athlete to athlete. Like there will be there's athletes that I have mainly for the affiliates that I'd be like, you're being a bitch. Yeah. Stop being a bitch. Mm-hmm. And of course, athletes I would that that would do. It's, nothing for them like they would be like what like that would that would not put point them in the right direction so i think that personally from our experience positive reinforcement is definitely the way to go like Mm -hmm. teach them teach Mm -hmm. them you don't damn them for making a mistake right right. and if you're again if you're motivated by that by all means go. yeah some people are some people some people do not like positive reinforcement they don't and they just work really well off of being yelled at and talked down to and but they're a super successful athlete. Yeah. Doesn't mean that that's necessarily healthy in the long run, but right. just so that we're clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I agree with that. So it's just, I just keep thinking back to our teenager whenever you called me. You're like, I don't know what to do because you, you are emotionally invested. Like, and bro. again, you respond different than I do, obviously. Yeah. Very different. If you guys have taken our classes or had us as a coach, like we we are very different, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny why we work so well together. I know. But it's very true. Um, like your first impulse would have been to have that emotion like what the fuck was that what happened that's why so like i know i know myself enough to know how i would respond and even like libby's parents were like 
we don't know how Hamilton's going to respond. <laughs> so, like, you know, we don't know. And that's why I wanted to, I wanted her to come out on the better side of things. So I called you mm-hmm. because you, this is like your your cup of tea, man. Mm-hmm. And you and you handled it. Mm-hmm. And you did exactly what you needed to do. And we're fine. We're past it. It's all good. Because, um, again, we're trying to keep them in that line of, okay, right. drawing board. Right. Here's what not to do. We're going to move forward and not do it anymore. Right. So, you know, it's definitely like, it's all about like experience and learning and growing and, and just training your mind to be as, you know, disciplined and uh, uh, unwavering as your body, yeah. you know? So, mm-hmm. okay. So now let's shift to like, and I mean, there's not even really like a point to talking about this. I just like talking about it because it's interesting to me mm-hmm. is like the athlete mentality mm-hmm. and like specific to CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the majority of people that are listening to this are obviously going to be, I mean, I, I would definitely put us in the category of like functional fitness, but this can honestly go for like lifters or, or athletes too. I, I find it so fascinating um, just how like the, the mentality you have to have in CrossFit because we experience pain on a daily basis, which is crazy to me, mm-hmm. right? Think about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, you know, it's just it to me it blows my mind but the result of that is is so beneficial for you mm-hmm. right like not only like the discipline you get from that it almost trains you to have like a strong mind in everything that you do mm-hmm. because everything is easier yeah it's allowing yourself to be uncomfortable with discomfort or yes. comfortable with discomfort you know it's funny Kyle said this one time and it it like just got <laughs> imprinted in my brain. He was like, pain is a signal that you're working. Now, th- okay, let me put it this way. Not actual like injury pain. Discomfort and pain in a workout is yeah. a sign that you're working hard. Right. Not a sign to stop. Right. And I've always resonated with that. Like, mm-hmm. because in the middle of it, like if I'm deep in a workout and it sh- this shit sucks, I, I think about that. Mm-hmm. And there would be workouts that he would prescribe. And I've I actually just gave, <laughs> I gave Kyle Petrino, when you listen to this, Kyle, <laughs> I gave Kyle the 10 minute FY on the assault bike, mm-hmm. the 10 minute max Cal stands for fuck you. On, uh, <laughs> that was, uh, that's compliments of James Fitzgerald from OPEX back in the day. Still to this day, one of the most, I think one of the most painful workouts you can do mm-hmm. is, is a 10 minute max Cal, but it's a great test for anaerobic output and whatever. Right. And, um, and I told Kyle, I was like, I want you to go looking for pain. Like, I want you to go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, when it when you're in it, stay in it. Mm-hmm. Like, make it miserable. And sorry, Kyle. Kyle got Kyle got at the end. He was like, I didn't push hard enough. He's like, I. He was like, How should I feel after this? And mm-hmm. I was like, You, you should not walk for like twenty that's, minutes. That's another thing is learning the territory that you. Yes, like and, learning what pain is. Right. Like, yeah. okay, so I have an example. Victoria, one of my powerlifting athletes. Now, again, let me go ahead and start by saying I do not ask for my athletes to get to this point. I'm just going to go ahead and say that now. She competed a couple weeks ago. She kicked ass, won her weight class, second best overall Shout lifter. Out. Like Shout She out. did incredible. Shout out. Shout out. Um, on her last deadlift, she pulled. It was two pounds less than her current PR, mm-hmm. which was incredible. She had to cut for this, this weight class. like It was just a whole day. And she made the lift, the good lift, brought it back down, and then she passed out. She came to pretty quickly, right? 
It's awesome. So, it's so, awesome, dude. I love so, it. Because that's max what, effort. Right. So what I'm saying is that she's an athlete who at the very beginning didn't know didn't know that territory, that uncharted water. She didn't mm-hmm. know what it was going to feel like to push herself to that limit because she's never been asked to. Right. As we learned, I know now that she's an athlete that is willing to get to that point without me even asking. Dude, I think I, I, I find it such an admirable quality for someone who's willing to die. Now. For lack of a better term. On the flip side, you have to be careful with that sort of effort because it can be toxic. Well, not only that. You are very right, but it has to be like, and this is where Controlled. coaching comes in. Controlled is, 100%. <laughs> well, it has to be like, there's times for it. Correct. Right? Like, Victoria, that was game day. That was that was the time. That's what you, it was her I last, want that shit. Last lift of the, I of fucking the day. want that yes. shit, and I get so, ooh, I get so <laughs> amped. Like, that's, I love that story, yeah. because that's, like, that's incredible. And, like, when I'm learning even with my athletes now, because um, even going through, like, my first quarterfinals and age group qualifiers with Chris Kaylee and the ones mm-hmm. that qualified, like... I'm learning their limits too. Right. And they don't even know their limits. Mm -hmm. So like I'm giving them stuff now to kind of get to that point. Like right now we're kind of like in the beginning of the season. So we're kind of laying the foundation, but like, no, it's coming. I'm going to give you guys some shit that you're going to look at and be like, whoa. Right. And a lot of it is to see, like, I want you to hurt. Right. I want to see how deep you can go. Right. Now this is like these not frequent there's a time and a place yeah for there's it. definitely Go this, ahead these say are that. not this frequent this is not an everyday thing this is not an let everyday me preface thing. like let me preface all this if you're doing this to your athletes on a daily basis it's not good quit not good definitely <laughs> quit, not good <laughs> definitely not good don't do that no no but there are like targeted efforts that over the over periods of time will help develop their threshold for work right. and pain and stuff like that and it's a mental thing too like you're training their mentality that if you give someone a hard task and they accomplish it that's a huge step of growth. Right. Right. We're, we're pushing that line of <clears throat> oh shit. Right. Back. So let's <laughs> talk. So e- perfect example. The first time I was given a ten minute fuck you test, I think I got like 150 calories, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine because it's all contingent on your ability. Right. But if you get over 200 in that test, that's that's really good fucking score. Right. Like that's very good. Tommy Hackenbrook. Oh my gosh, dude, the craziest, most impressive thing I've ever seen. Tommy Hackenbrook did three fu tests. In a row. And I think, I can't remember his rest in between, but he got over 200 each time. Blew my fucking mind. That dude is a stud. Crazy. Also, um, he was the big, the, his team, uh, I forgot the name of his team. I can't remember what it was. Anyway. But before Fronin got into the team space, his team were the one that were winning every year. Mm-hmm. Very impressive athlete, dude. Tommy's, that's wow, dude. Just very impressive. Some but, people have the, the, desire to be in that pain cave but dude, and the, stay the there savage mindset. mentality you have to have not everybody has it i love it like <laughs> and that's why honestly like i've really been focusing on that more lately of like you can still have a savage mindset not in that type of workout mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so like even for for example yesterday um we did murph practice mm-hmm. my body's feeling a little beat up um, I was originally going to scale it back, but I was like, no, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to do what's prescribed, but I'm going to dial it back. Mm-hmm. To me, that's having a savage mindset. Mm-hmm. Like being able to say, who gives a shit? What everybody else thinks, mm-hmm. which is tough, which is tough to do as a competitor, mm-hmm. right? Because I want to win everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas me, I'm like, no, I'm good. I, right. I know and Caitlin, to- and honestly, but again, that's why I have a lot of respect <laughs> for you because you are so mature in that way. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to do what's best for me. 
Whereas yeah, literally. for me, I will literally sacrifice my body to win. <laughs> yeah. Like I will literally, like I could be, my leg could be fucking broken and, and someone could be like, Hamilton, I need you to, I need you to, even though your leg is broke, I need you to squat 700 pounds for us to win. Done. I literally done. will do it or I'll die. <laughs> like I'm not, that's, it's one or the other. And I'm like that. And like, and I really, now obviously this is a little extreme, but I try and be like that in my faith, my career. Like I try and say like, if, all in. if I'm going to be, if I'm going to dedicate myself to something, husband, soon to be father, like I want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. I want to be so bought into it that like I will literally win or die. One of the yeah. two. Now, not everybody thinks that way. Yeah. Again, Caitlin and I, perfect examples. Like I will, we not. think very differently. Yeah. And again, it all boils down to like, what makes you happy? What your goals are? Obviously things like that. But having this conversation to bring relevance to everything that we're saying, if you are competing in CrossFit or Olympic lifting or something like that, especially lifting, like lifting is definitely, mm-hmm. this is very important in my opinion. I believe that channeling emotion in in CrossFit or lifting really in general is a great way to succeed. Like yeah. personally, because it works for me, I take my head to a very dark place. Yeah, you've said that before. When I lift mm-hmm. um, and I get very emotional because I succeed that way. Um, I'll never forget, Granite Games, 2018 maybe? Mm-hmm. I was on a team with uh, Hunter, why am I blanking on Hunter's last name? Hunter Wood. Hunter Wood and uh, Frankie Mastrani. Frankie, I'm sorry if I get this wrong if you ever listen to this. <laughs> Frankie disqualified for semifinals. Hey. Great job, dude. He's going to be at the MAC. Can't wait to watch you crush it. Um, two extremely good athletes. Mm-hmm. Hunter used to play... Uh, Football at Auburn is a total stud now. I think he's I think he's in PT school or just got done in PT school. Frank is a wonderful nutritionist, active works nutrition. Check him out. He's great. Um, anyway, I was on a team with him. They had a max clean event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. dude, I if again, I'm going to win this or I'm going to die trying. Because that's like, if you know me, that's my strongest lift and my favorite, my favorite lift to do. We were in a... Um, Massive crowd. Yeah. Massive fucking crowd. You yeah. would have hated it. You would have absolutely fucking hated it. But I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, dude, I've never... I could have... I literally could have lifted a fucking building. Mm-hmm. I was so amped up. Yeah. Frankie was like, dude, I, I've... Like, I, you made me nervous. How, like, you looked like you literally were going to kill somebody. <laughs> because for me, like, I feed off energy... So like I like I I perform uh, I've always been I've always performed better on game day mm-hmm. than I do in training always which is Ty Brogdon said that he's like I would take that athlete over another athlete any day like the one that shows up mm-hmm. um on game day and um I won the clean event and it was dude I was going against like studs yeah like Garrett Fisher Sam Dancer like very strong athletes yeah. um and it, it like. I was I was so emotional to the point of tears and it wasn't like it's because my adrenaline was through the fucking roof. Right. But that's how I channel my adrenaline is through emotion, which mm-hmm. some people do it differently. Some people mm-hmm. do it by staying calm. That's I think how I Yeah, am. and like for me like focus channels yeah. your adrenaline. Me, I'm like I you like need to like that stimulation, dude. that physical stimulation <laughs> to get you pumped up. There's a video if you guys want a little bit of entertainment. There is a <laughs> video on my Instagram of uh um me doing the clean on 18.2A in the open, where it was 10 minutes, I think it was like 10 or 12 minutes. It was the 1 to 10 um, 
dumbbell front squats and burpees over the dumbbell mm-hmm. or bar facing or burpees. I can't remember what it was, but there was a max clean. So it's two events. And you see me walk away from the bar and I smack the shit out of myself. I know. <laughs> I don't, and I'm not even that kind of athlete, but I was so like, yeah, I'm not that guy. Like if you, if I'm back squatting and you hit my back, I'm going to like, I'm going to be pissed. I'm not, <laughs> don't touch not me. a motivator <laughs> for me at all. But I was so amped up mm-hmm. that like that was just a byproduct of that. And everyone in the gym was like, what the fuck is Hamilton doing? This like psycho what? over here Girl, smacking yeah. himself. But I got the lift. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, I've always just, to me, that's the mentality I've always had in the headspace I've always had, especially with lifting and in workouts. Like if I'm about to do Fran, mm-hmm. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that amped up. Yeah. Like I'm going to be fucked because I'm about to send it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if I'm going to do Murph, I'm not going to have that mentality. Right. I can't because that that's not the stimulus. That's, that's not that's the a, point of the workout. That's you getting that amped is for a sprint, not for. Yeah. A for something when I know pain's coming. Mm-hmm. And then like it's almost like you have you can almost put it this way. You, you can either expend it quickly or you can drag it out. Yeah. So like for something like Murph, you have to have it drug out because when the pain sets in in the 10, 20, 30 minute mark, you have to have that fucking you got to go. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it. So I don't know. Maybe that was just me word vomiting my how I my mentality when it comes to CrossFit. Um, but I would say like we we like that's benefited some of our athletes is I've been like, get pissed. Yeah. Like get angry. Yeah. Like get amped up, like amp yourself up before I do a lift. I'm like pacing back and forth. Cause I'm so like, that's the hardest part. I think about learning your athletes. One of the harder parts is that learning how they physically respond to being amped, like what their focus is, Mm -hmm. what their I'm ready to go looks like. Because again, you and I are very different. Yeah. You are very like externally, like, you know, huffing and puffing and mm-hmm. fucking barking and <laughs> all that <laughs> shit. Shout out Will Jones. Whereas yeah. me, I'm quiet. Yeah. Like I just, I have, okay, might have to pause. I got to pee so bad, but I have a, a thought. Well, hold on. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're almost done. Are we almost done? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of got through what we needed to do. All um, right. One more. Th- we, our bladders are ending this podcast. No. Okay. I have one. Th- I want to ask. I'll hold it. Power Screw through it. it. You can do it. Ugh, um, Rituals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like approaching a lift or a workout. Like they can be physical more so is what I'm talking about. Like do you have a ritual that you partake in? I, yes, kind of. So like if I'm about to lift, I usually, I I, I normally stay within about 10 or 15 feet of the bar. Mm-hmm. And I this like any to, barbell lift. So, any barbell okay. lift, whether it's on the rack, on the floor, whatever. And I start jacking myself up. Like I start getting real, I take my head to that very dark place. I mm-hmm. get very, very emotional. And oh, I usually pace. Pacing mm-hmm. is like a, a byproduct of that. Right. Um, I do get kind of verbal a little bit. Mm-hmm. I will, like especially coming out of the lift, of course. That's natural. But I might do a <laughs> couple barks, <laughs> barks beforehand. But you'll even see like, there's even times where, and this is not very, this is, I'm not really setting a good example here, but like the second quarter when I hit those crazy numbers, mm-hmm. dude, I got done. I threw a chair. Yeah, he did. That was kind of, I did. I threw a chair. Oh, one thing I also do you do, which, uh, um, what's the guy's name? The one who, the really, really good, uh, uh, athlete from Iceland. BKG. BKG. Yes. BKG. Okay. He flicks the bar off. 
if he makes a lift. Oh, I yeah. do the same shit. <laughs> you just do this. There's a picture of me at Axat Mania mm-hmm. when I hit, when I hit the thruster at 305 and I flicked it off. So I wouldn't recommend doing that. But it's just it, that's again a byproduct of being so just fucking mm-hmm. amped up, mm-hmm. you know. And then yeah, that's that's you asserting your victory over the lift, your dominance over that bar. There you go. Yep. But some people drop it, thank you, and walk away. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Olympic lifters too. Like the majority of Olympic lifters are very like calm, composed, and technical. Composed, great way to put it. Composed. Mm-hmm. Whereas like power lifters are like fucking savages up there, dude. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. But it just all boils down to works best for you and whatever's going to resonate best with your athlete. Like if you have an athlete that does better off of that, feed into it. Right. If you have an athlete that's the fire better, that you know who's calm, go. mimic that. Be mm-hmm. calm and composed with them. So I think that's kind of like it's interesting to like see what that's like per athlete. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay. It was a long one. Was it? Hour and 13 minutes. Wow. Oh, no. Sorry for the first six minutes of this, by the way. No, we're not. Probably the audio is probably blech. I'll see if I can fix <laughs> it on the back end. <laughs> but, so yeah. So this episode, very cool. Got to see, again, we had to talk about one of Caitlin's strengths, which she's fucking phenomenal with that stuff. Next episode, um, we will be talking about programming. Next episode will be, we'll probably start on the affiliate first and then do individual or vice versa. I'm not mm-hmm. sure yet. We'll do one of the two. And then we have topics like nutrition coming up. Hannah will be on here. Kyle, you're now going to be Katrina. on here. You're up, dude. Which will be great. That's relevant to, very relevant to our space anyway. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Happy Check Mother's us, Day. Happy Mother's Day. Check us out on social media, Functional Versatility. On YouTube, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. Check all that good Adam stuff. Meyer and Move. Check out Adam Meyer Move. I will have that linked in the description of this video. In as well as As well as our uh, podcast on, uh, or sorry, podcast on Spotify. Um, and yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a wonderful day. And we'll see you guys on episode six. six. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye.